Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to the Office Daily's Weekly Roundup. I'm Carissa. And I'm Ariel, and we're working hard to put solutions in view and optimism in movement. Hello, everyone. We are back with episode three of our pod. Yay! I'm excited to be back again after another good week of <laughs> solutions. So, Carissa, how, how was your week, and uh, do you have any exciting plans for the weekend? Um, my week was a lot of fun. Kind of had a nice week, a cozy week of being inside and reading and doing some arts and crafts and stuff after my work day was mm-hmm. over. So I feel like I had a really nice week and fun week in that sense. But what about you? I had a I had a busy week. Mm-hmm. It was very social, uh, which I like. That's good. But I think I'm definitely more of an introvert, so I'm feeling a bit drained yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um but it was nice it was uh, i had some friends visiting from prague Ooh. and they just got married so everyone who was invited to their wedding who lives here in amsterdam got together nice. and yeah it was just a very social week like recreationally and then also yeah. busy at work but yeah it's it's fun i'm actually i'm going to florence tomorrow for the first time Ooh, i've never been to italy so that sounds like fun are you gonna do anything fun there see any cool sights or i think i'm just gonna wing it because i've been so busy that i haven't had time to plan yeah and i've been listening to podcasts about the history of florence and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just being a bit nerdy about it so i think once i get there i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out yeah that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I guess this weekend too, I'm going to be visiting some friends. I'm also kind of introverted. I feel like I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm. So I definitely need my charging time, but do love my social time too. Yeah, best of both. Best of both worlds. So I had all this week to prepare and this weekend I'm actually visiting some friends over in the Bay Area. So that will be fun. Oh, nice. You know, I feel like for us, traveling is one of our hobbies and definitely getting together with our friends and stuff. So mm-hmm. that kind of leads me into the solutions we have going on this week. Okay. Did you want to do yours first? Yeah, I can just do mine first because, you know, we're already on the hobby solution topic. Mm-hmm. Kind of wanted to switch up the solution we share this week because we also share a lot of lifestyle solutions on the Optimist Daily. I mean, we equally share very news-breaking, headline-worthy stories, but I think the lifestyle solutions are equally as important. They're very evergreen and um, a little more personal to a lot more people. And we can like apply them to our real lives. Yeah, exactly. Changing the world really starts with a solutions-oriented like mindset for everybody, a consciousness. That's also part of the mission of the Optimist Daily, creating this shift of consciousness around the world to really be in that solutions mindset. So yeah, this one caught my eye, this solution this week, and it's actually called The Power of Hobbies in Preventing Depression as You Age. So, you know, hobbies are super powerful, particularly with aging. You know, aging is a journey full of wisdom, growing families, and the luxury of more time for oneself. But it can also offer its own set of difficulties, such as increased solitude, decreased physical activity, and in some cases, feelings of depression. But there's a simple, effective remedy that can significantly improve the lives of seniors, and that is hobbies. (laughs) This recent study published in the journal Nature Medicine sheds light on why hobbies are essential for healthy aging. And hobbies have been long acknowledged as a source of pleasure and joy and can also develop social relationships, which are super essential for preserving a sense of belonging and purpose. 
So I guess, Ariel, we were kind of talking about our hobbies at the beginning, but are there any particular hobbies that you enjoy that really develop like your friendships and relationships? Hmm, that's a good question. Because like, as we said, we're, we're both kind of introverted. So a lot of my hobbies are singular ones, like things that I do by myself. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I started crochet last year. Oh, I remember that. And then I dropped it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I dropped it in the summer because then there's just like so much to do outside. But now that winter's coming again, I think I'm gonna pick up my crochet kit. <laughs> but then those things are like they don't they don't really encourage me to socialize with others. Oh wait, I guess one that I have picked up in the last year is bouldering. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's rock climbing, you go to the gym. Oh yeah, this is a good one because you meet so many people. Um I picked it up because I wanted to learn how to be okay with a failing mm-hmm. and bouldering is something like if you're not falling, then it means you're not trying. So if you're falling, it's actually a good thing. Exactly. And then you get to like ask people for advice. And yeah, so I would say that would be my most like social hobby that I really enjoy. I love when you come to the meetings and the bouldering equipment is behind you. So sometimes (laughs) you'll have to jump into our staff meetings there and it's fun. And also the other day we were talking about just recording the podcast and you mentioned how you have a room filled with mattresses that you and your housemates and friends use for sound recording. So maybe that's kind of a social one too. Oh yeah. Music is a big one Mm -hmm. for me and my friends. Um, Yeah. So I would, I would include that as well those are awesome what about you I guess like some of my hobbies I really enjoy lately I've been trying to get into yoga and then I just moved and stuff too so my yoga community here is a little bit different like I'm still getting to know people but before I left my yoga community in my old town was really fun to be around and stuff too so yeah I think a lot of my hobbies though too are very introverted ones as well I'm a very big like arts and crafts person and reading like we said cool yeah I guess back to the solution because it's kind of focusing in more on older people Mm -hmm. so we'll kind of talk about what the scientists did to come to this conclusion so to better understand the tremendous impact of hobbies on aging the researchers conducted a global study involving over 90,000 people aged 65 and older from 16 different countries and hobbies were defined in the study as activities people engage in during their leisure time for pleasure embracing a wide range of interests, ranging from gardening and singing in church choirs to solving crossword puzzles and Sudoku. The study lasted four to eight years and included data from five longitudinal investigations. The findings of this exhaustive investigation were nothing short of astounding. Seniors who participated in hobbies reported less depressive symptoms as well as increased levels of enjoyment, self-assessed health, and life satisfaction. And even after controlling for characteristics such as marital status, income, and jobs, these benefits remain consistent. And also another surprising thing in this study is that the good impact of hobbies cross borders. Um, you know, given that people have different interests around the world, this is kind of interesting. Hmm. The study's authors stress that given the relative universality of findings, ensuring equality in hobby engagement within and between countries should be a priority for promoting healthy aging. Mm-hmm. I think it was also interesting because notably countries with a higher proportion of people reporting having hobbies had higher life expectancy and national satisfaction levels. So this correlation emphasizes the significant impact of hobbies on general well-being. 
And I think another like good thing about this study is that the research can also support policymakers in promoting access to hobbies among older people as a way to enhance their well-being and health. Oh. Yeah, I really liked this reminder of a solution that, you know, hobbies are so important. This does focus on like the effects on older people. But I know in the past couple years for me, I've really like reconnected with my hobbies because Mm -hmm. when I was in college and stuff, I feel like I kind of dropped them and I was just too busy doing like everything else. So I think like throughout your life, it's super important to do what you love and keep maybe picking up new hobbies. It's never too late. Yeah, I guess older people who have had the habit of engaging in hobbies throughout their lives find it easier to maintain that as they get older. Yeah. So even though the article focuses on the benefits for seniors, uh, I'm sure it's also an encouragement for younger people to find the hobbies that they enjoy and then just invest in them. It's really easy if you feel like you just have to work and be productive all the time to just let enjoyment slip you by, like just let it slide a little bit. But yeah, it's nice to to have a reminder that it's really good for our health in general. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. But anyways, I guess like some other hobbies that could be cool would be, you know, like dancing under a disco ball or something of the sorts, which I know on Optimus Daily, Ooh. we have something to do with a shiny <laughs> disco ball. Maybe not necessarily a hobby. Thank you very much for that (laughs) nice segue. I guess, Ariel, we can get into your solution of the week. The article that I'm going to talk about today is titled, Astronomers Demand Disco Balls for Science, a Shiny Spin on Solar Observation. Demand it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So why in the world would we need disco balls in the name (laughs) of science? Why are scientists demanding them? (laughs) I I understand that, like, it's a little bit of a jump, maybe, to think of disco balls and then, like, scientists in a lab or something like that. But it turns out that a group of clever Scandinavian astronomers have pretty compelling arguments for disco balls in a a science setting, which they outline in their yet-to-be-peer-reviewed work, which is submitted to physics education. The title of their work is called Why Every Observatory Needs a Disco Ball, which, yeah, I'm I'm interested. My interest is piqued. Me too. But besides scientific reasoning behind it, I just, I kind of like the imagery that this evokes because disco balls are the iconic symbol of dance floors and, like, glittery nights. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like the thought of disco balls taking on a whole new role by using them in scientific institutions and academic spaces in order to facilitate studying the brightest thing we can see, which is the sun. Yeah. These scientists compare the way disco balls work optically to the tried and true pinhole camera, a device that we've relied on to safely view solar eclipses and sunspots for for ages, actually. Oh, what exactly is a pinhole camera? I know I've heard of it, but like, how does it work? Okay, so a pinhole camera is a simple device made from a box with a tiny hole on one side and a screen on the other. And it works by allowing light to pass through the hole and project an inverted image onto the screen. I think I, I think I probably made one like in kindergarten or, or like in grade school. I think I did too. So that's cool. Yeah, you you can use this little like box thing to observe the sun. Mm-hmm. You point the pinhole side at the sun and then the projected image on the screen shows sun shape and any of its sunspots. So it's it's a safe way to view the sun during events like solar eclipses without damaging your eyes because you, you really should not be looking mm-hmm. directly at the sun. <laughs> 
No, definitely not. (laughs) Does that answer your question? I get it now. I think that reminder of doing it in childhood reminds me of it. So Yeah. So pinhole cameras have long been used for safe solar observations, but the potential of disco balls has remained largely untapped. Mm. The Scandinavian astronomers argue that disco balls have some major advantages that should not be overlooked. First of all, they're available at prices that won't break the bank. And... They bring an element of excitement and joy to the world of science. Hmm. The researchers emphasize the attractiveness of disco balls by stating, additionally, their associations to concerts, discotheques, and parties make them interesting and unexpected objects for demonstrating physics to school children and the general public. Yeah. They put their theory to the test by setting up an experiment in which they positioned a disco ball on a column strategically catching the sun's rays. And this experiment happened between March and May of 2023 at an undisclosed university. While this was happening, not only did the disco ball project stunning images of the sun across the room, but it also caught the attention of curious visitors, especially young ones who had a great (laughs) time spinning the ball and watching those sun reflections glide across the walls. I bet. But this is pretty exciting because we have a total solar eclipse on the horizon for April 2024. And the astronomers are on a mission to create a safe, shared experience for people to witness the event. Because unlike the traditional pinhole cameras, which are used by one person at a time, disco balls can turn the eclipse into a more communal celebration. Yeah, so it's like bringing people together and highlighting the excitement of science and making people curious. This is an awesome solution and a really fun one, like you said, for observing science at Disco Ball is super attractive. And if you can combine that with a science lesson, then all power to it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, especially the reminder that there's a solar eclipse coming in a couple months. That will be cool. So Wait, it's not in a couple months. It's like... It's next year, April 2024. Oh, yeah. Well, it's almost the end of the year. So to me, I'm like, that's a couple months. I'm already planning into the end. So I'm like... <laughs> I mean, time is flying. It, it will probably just feel like a couple months from now. <laughs> exactly. We'll be writing about this for the Optimist Daily in what will seem like a week, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I just think we should have disco balls everywhere. So this is a great start, putting them everywhere, taking over the world with disco. <laughs> so... <laughs> It seems like we had another great roundup of solutions this week. Uh, We have some other great solutions that you can find on our website, and they include, with landmark legislation, California strengthens LGBTQ plus protections. What is Palm Alt? A healthier and more eco-friendly alternative to palm oil. Unlocking the secret to healthy gums with the ultimate guide to flossing. Ooh, I probably should be flossing more. (laughs) I'm going to take a look at that one and see what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. And Connecticut passes new gun control law, a step towards safety. What else is on? Yeah. So we also have your complete guide to outsmarting phishing scams. A good, another reminder, lifestyle article. Empowered youth launched the Green New Deal for schools to combat climate change revolutionizing humanitarian aid with ingenious cardboard bed design and then we also have the power of pumpkin nutritional benefits and delicious ways to enjoy it's fall so that's a good one we have all these great solutions and we'll have more coming next week so if you want to start your day off right make sure to subscribe to our free daily newsletter to get our solutions straight to your inbox and we also have more that we share on our social channels 
You can find us at The Optimist Daily on all of our platforms, including Threads and Pinterest. And the only different one is on X, previously known as Twitter, which on there we're known as Ode to Optimism. We are a small team of optimists working hard to bring you positive news. If you want to support our mission of emanating optimism out into the world, then please click on the link in the show notes to find out how. Yes, and you know, support doesn't always have to be financial, even just recommending our podcast to a friend or forwarding a solution to your friends would be a very big help. Oh, and uh, you should also leave us a five-star review (laughs) or however many stars you think we deserve, but five is preferable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that will help our podcast get out into the world, really get the solutions out there. So (laughs) I guess that's it for this week. Uh, We will see you next week with another roundup of fantastic solutions. Can't wait. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye. California Strangtions. Okay. <laughs> the Pseudetti. <laughs> okay, you do this part. <laughs> A pin call. A pin-